When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Park, and joining me as always is the editor-in-chief of Just Blog Baby, Nick Jeltness, and our resident Twitter guru, Ryan Lopes. But before we get started, let's give the floor to our special guest this week. He's a Just Blog Baby staff writer, Malik Obi. Malik, what's good? What's up, Malik? What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm happy to be on here. Uh, We getting in the mix of free agency and everything, so... Hopefully I can talk 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 my shit and and, and help some fans out understand <laughs> That's what what's it's going all about. A bit. Yeah, we got a lot going on, so let's uh, let's get started. Um, quick question though for you first, Malik. Something that we've asked every guest that we've had on the show, so I will uh, ask you as well. Um, living in the uh, the Baltimore area, how is it that you uh, that you came to be a Raiders fan? All right. Well, basically. I just I I haven't been living in Baltimore that long. I'm actually from the D.C. area, but you know it's right next door to each other. But you know, uh, growing up, it was Jerry Rice. You know, Jerry Rice is my guy. So I wasn't a 49ers fan. I didn't really watch football too much, but you know, I, I did like him. So once I got old enough to really understand the game, when he went to Oakland, it was like. Yeah, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. I like the jerseys and everything. And then LL Cool J had the show called In the House, and I thought LL Cool J was cool for like two years. So that's kind of how I became a Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> LL Cool J, that's, that's the pro- first. That's probably got to be the most random why I'm a Raiders fan yeah. story out that. there. LL Cool J. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, the, uh, let's let's start talking about free agency. Uh, it felt like a bit of a mass exodus for the Raiders. Raiders lost a lot of depth, uh, seven players to be exact. Um, of the players that left, which surprised you the most? Nick, you go first. I wasn't too surprised by the majority of those. I think the one that surprised me the most was, uh, was Brendan Trawick, um, but... He did become the highest paid special teams player in the league. I think it was a two year deal worth like five million or so or just under five million. But even so, I I definitely felt like he was he was worth that. He really had had a fantastic year and was a big reason why the Raiders had so much success on special teams. So I was the most surprised that, that he wasn't uh retained. And I think of everybody that's left so far, um well, maybe aside from Latavius, depending on what happens with the running back position, he might be the guy that the Raiders even miss the most as well. So that's who who surprised me. Ryan, uh, which player which player broke your heart the most of those that left? Latavius. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to be mentioning. I'm not going to be mentioned as a certain running back, but um, I, I'm going to go ahead and um, and throw out another name. I think the only name. Uh, not necessarily breaking my heart, but I guess the only name that kind of surprised me uh, to to kind of go along with what with what Nick was saying, the only name that kind of surprised me was uh, Stacy McGee. Um, I guess for me, it's it's just interesting because the Raiders were so 
uh, I guess for, for the most part, just, just pretty poor along the defensive interior to, to begin with. Um, obviously, you know, Edwards is kind of a question mark with, with, with his in- injuries and, and all that. So to, to let a, a younger player uh, like McGee go, um, you know, again, the Raiders do have money to spend. They don't have a ton of money to spend, especially with these pending contracts and stuff coming up. But to see a player like McGee, uh, a walk, you know, um, again, I, I don't think we've seen too many reports about, you know, if McKenzie was even in the mix or kind of money he offered and whatever like that. But I guess that was that was kind of the, the one name that, that more or less stood out for me. I wasn't surprised that he left just considering the deal that he got. I was surprised about the deal yeah, that he yeah, got. Exactly. I mean, five years, $25 million, That was Jeez. crazy for a guy that's upside, got like three, three career sacks. Um, I mean, ups, he's got some upside, but how old is he now? 26 or something like that? 25, 26, um, something like that. Yeah. 25, yeah. So I, I was just more surprised that he got paid as much as he did. So I think it was kind of a no-brainer for him to, yeah, to be enough. let go at, at that point. Treywick and, and uh, Bates took off, so the Raiders have to replace them somehow. Uh, you know, they were huge on special teams. Malik, how do you think that they replace these these players? I, I think you the Raiders specialize in in-house and, uh, you know, and, and guys stepping up to the plate. And um, one thing I pointed out on Twitter, but I, I, one player is, is Johnny Holton. Um, you know, he's competing, trying to get on the field as a wide receiver, but he had a tremendous season on special teams last year as a gunner. Uh, he had the most uh, special teams tackles out of all of the guys, uh, especially the guys that left, even though Trawick uh, got a majority of the, you know, of the of the shine for it. But, I mean, I think you got guys like him. You got a crash dummy like Ben Heaney. You got uh, James Kowser. <laughs> you have guys like that that, you know, that – they 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 have to fight for all the time that they get you know so i feel like um johnny holton is going to lead the pack i mean he i feel like he he did a great job last year and then you'll you'll always have somebody you know in this reggie mckenzie era who's like we're not even talking about and he's going to come out of nowhere and surprise us i think it's that guy that's going to get signed a week or two from now and it's going to be like one of those guys you really got to go to page two on google and shit and and and, and he's going to shock us <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly well uh mckenzie did did sign the Raiders' first free agent uh, of the season. It wasn't exactly the player uh, Raider Nation was hoping, you know, a player that Raider Nation was hoping to uh, land this this offseason. Um, but the Raiders signed offensive lineman Marshall Newhouse. Uh, I had to Google him, to be honest. <laughs> um, Speaking of Google. Honestly, I, 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 I just didn't know who the homie was. Uh, no disrespect. But, Nick, what do you think about this signing? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't the splash signing that everybody wanted, but I was completely fine with the deal. I mean, it's not really a big deal either way. It was just two years, three and a half million total, and only 500K that is guaranteed, which is crazy. I mean, next to nothing for guarantees. So um, he'll come in, he'll compete for, for probably the backup right tackle spot. You know, best case scenario, if he plays really well in camp and starts, then you have a really cheap starter at right tackle. Worst case scenario, He'll just be part of the rotation with, you know, Vidal, uh, Austin Howard, and those guys. Um, and, and comparatively, look at what Menelik Watson got. That guy got like three years, $18 million. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and, and he's I think he's played 27 career games, and he got like an $18 million deal. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's numbers <laughs> numbers not really adding up there. So, I mean, I, I was completely cool with the deal. Pretty good value. Not, not flashy, but we didn't need it. Did you uh, see the Denver Broncos uh, social media team talking about stealing a player? Like, dog, you guys just played 18 million for fucking Menelik Watson. You know, 
Lawrence. You know the saying, man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) I guess, I guess. But, Nick, uh, now that uh, our our boy Marshall Newhouse, we're going to come up with a nickname for him pretty soon here. Uh, But now that he's on the team, uh, you see him competing for a starting role? Is is he any good? I, I don't. I don't see him competing for a starting role necessarily. I think it'd be a pretty big surprise if he were to outright win that job. Um, but, you know, we, we all saw last year the carousel. We had a right tackle. I mean, I think we started – we ended up starting four guys there last year. So, I mean, he could definitely be plugged in at, at any point and, and hopefully at least be serviceable. Um, but I don't see him as, as really a starter, um, you know, in, unless injury happens. For sure, for sure. Well, the Raiders' second uh, free agent pickup – well, uh, got pretty positive reviews, I think. Uh, the Raiders picked up Cordell Patterson, Corduroy Patterson. Corduroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corduroy. Uh, Corduroy, my boy Corduroy. Uh, I have, <laughs> yeah, in a two-year deal. Ryan, uh, were you excited about this pickup? Man, I think... Um... I I think I, from just from a special team standpoint, um, I think that's where that's where Patterson's gonna obviously make his make his money, make his make his impact with Oakland. You know, kick the uh, the uh, the kick returns and all that good stuff. But um, from a from from a pure wide receiver standpoint, man, um, again, I, I think he's probably you know at least at least on par with someone like Andre Holmes, who of course left. Um, but again, not pr- probably not the splash, you know, signing that a lot of these fans wanted. But again, I think um, I think for the money that that McKenzie floated out there, and for the type of type of return that that hopefully Oakland gets back, I think again Patterson probably over overdrafted in Minnesota. Maybe a, a little bit of pressure early on, obviously led to led to some pretty un, uh, un unproductive seasons there. But maybe now in 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 Oakland, where he's not necessarily the 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 focal point, you know, he kind of can sit back and and just kind of play make at his at his own speeds i actually i really like this signing um i mean i remember uh patterson's rookie season dude had a had a phenomenal rookie season i think he had like what like four uh receiving touchdowns three rushing touchdowns and a in a and a couple return touchdowns i think i mean that's, yeah i'm excited i'm yeah. excited about it i was a pretty big fan of his uh coming out of tennessee i definitely thought the first round draft spot was warranted at the time you know even though he hasn't lived up to it to this point um still today i think he definitely can push seth roberts as the wide receiver you know three Absolutely. um and and he's the best kick returner in the nfl there is right now mm-hmm. and you know, if Todd Downing wants to get creative, Corderell is a guy that, that can be used as such. He's got a handful of rushing touchdowns, as Dylan alluded to, so he's someone that can be used kind of like how Johnny Holton was used last season, um, but hopefully, you know, with, with better success and a little bit more creativity other than that one play <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that Holton always got. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited about it. All right, well, let's go to our uh, Twitter mailbag here. At Lil John M one asks, if Patterson will factor into the passing game, uh, or if he'll strictly be, uh, be a return man. Malik, what do you think? Well, first off, I wanted to talk about what you said about uh, Johnny Halton, uh, the end-around guy. Uh, I, I think the difference with, with with Patterson, if he's – it's all on Todd Downing. Um, if he if he's creative, like we hope he is, uh, with the offense, he Cordero Patterson gives the option to put him outside, inside, um, he had, he he didn't really get a chance to go outside in Minnesota, but I'm I believe that he can, um, and and that opens the game up for him to do end arounds, 
Um, something that Bill Musgrave didn't do well with Johnny Holton. If we've seen him on the field, he's the fastest guy on the field. We know what he's doing by week three. You know, if we knew it, then the other teams knew it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that if Cordero Patterson can work, uh, as you said, he can come in and possibly take Seth's spot. Because realistically, Seth drops his first two passes in every game. So if Cordero catches his first pass <laughs> in the game, he can stay on the field. So... Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's all on Todd Downing, and I think it's how much does Cordero Patterson want this? Because at the end of the day, having Cordero Patterson as a kick returner and moving uh, Jalen Rashard to a strictly punt return, that that's scary. You know, that's scary for a lot of teams, uh, and I and I think that I think that'll pay off for the Raiders. But if they can get something out of him out of the slot, um, it, it it'll it'll be great this season. I think yeah, just kind of throw one last line on there about the special teams i think the combination of having patterson as a kick returner and Jalen richard as a punt returner might give oakland immediately one of the best one two punches in that regard in the whole entire league i mean off top i i don't know if i could think of a more dynamic kick returner and punt return combination so you know that's that's going to be a a very valuable you know addition in, in that regard all right, we got another question. Uh, Dan about town with a zero wants to know if signing Patterson means the Raiders are no longer in uh, the running for a uh, wide receiver in the draft. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Man, I sure hope not, man. I, I mean, I, I again, this this wide receiver class to me in general, I'm sure we'll we'll talk draft either this episode or, or, or down the road here. I think in general, I think you got probably one or two, you know, wide receiver one type type prospects, but in the middle of the pack, man, I see a bunch of really serviceable, you know, wide receiver two type type impact players. Uh, like, like we just talked about, we just, you know, reviewed and, 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 and raved over Patterson's, you know, special team, you know, contributions and ability. And I, again, I think that's where he's really going to shine. Not to say that he can't, you know, make, make an impact, you know, on, on, on the offense split out wide out of the back through whatever the case may be. But uh, I'm not sure he's the, he's the type of player, the, t- the, the level of player that you're going to, you're going to be kind of content with and, and, and passing up on some of these other really younger, you know, equally as dynamic talents. So. The Raiders also brought in Jared Cook. Uh, Nick, you didn't seem too thrilled about that signing. Oh, why, why is that? Well, it's not that I, I hate the signing by any means. I'm just not too much of a Jared Cook fan. Uh, this far into his career, I mean, he kind of is what he is at this point. He's right. always had he's always had shaky hands. He's not that good of a blocker. But, you know, I can understand why they, they signed him. The Raiders haven't had much production out of the tight end position. Um, and, you know, we all know that they are after Martellus, so it was a clear area they wanted to address. Doesn't seem like they have too much faith in uh, in Wofford at this point. Uh, but Jared Cook, he's, he's always been a guy that averaged probably around three or four catches, you know, 45, 50 yards per game and an occasional touchdown. That's kind of been his stat line average, you know, over his eight or so year career. So, you know, I, I'm not going to expect anything more than that. Um, you know, I don't think Raiders fans should either. So, you know, I'm kind of just lukewarm on it. I think he's a, you know, a decent addition to the offense. I don't think he's a, you know, some, some crazy weapon that's going to take this offense to the next level. Um, it's, it's just, you know, a slight upgrade to what they have now, I would say. You know, I, I feel like every off season we're talking about Jared Cook having his breakout season. Um, <laughs> yeah, fantasy you know, football. If you follow yeah. it every single year, like it's happened like five years in a row. Yeah, I mean, he he went to Green Bay, and everyone's talking about, oh, he's going to be like you know the next Gronkowski or whatever. But that never pans out. Uh, <laughs> Ryan and Malik, what what do you guys think about this signing? 
I'm 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 pretty much on the same page as, as Nick again. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a bit higher than Nick on him again. I think uh, I think Derek Carr is 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 probably not. He's not in that Aaron Rodgers level. Um, but he 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 is the type of caliber quarterback that elevates the play of of, of those around him. So I think if if Cook's gonna shine or maybe show glimpses of that ceiling, or whatever it's it's you know I think he has a good chance to maybe get some sort of rapport going with with, with Derek Carr. Um, obviously the offense has some weapons in it already. Uh, you know as far as the wide receivers go. So I think I think Cook's gonna kind of be able to take a back seat, so to speak, and kind of and kind of you know give what's you know take take what's given to him. Um, so again, I. I, I this this tight end class again going going back to the draft this tight end class is is really deep and really good uh, I, I sure hope that cook isn't the reason why you know oakland's passing on a tight end you know earlier in, in the mid round or something like that i i, I agree uh but i uh, the one reason i'm i'm kind of happy about this is you know this is somebody that Derek carr personally wanted and I feel like if if you're if you're quarterback of the future, which uh, the Raiders really haven't been able to say since Rich Gannon, if you want somebody, then give it give give him that guy, you know, and, and they and they were able to do that. And I mean, Jared Cook, he you know he he I mean he 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 can be he can be good in this in 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 this uh, situation. It's all on him. Um, I, I hope that uh, uh, that the rest of the the tight end core can you know try to 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 bring some intensity to camp to you know motivate him to you know give him some push you know and and hopefully Derek Carr uses some Zen master you know whatever it is that he does to these guys to get them to love him and that he can get them to go out there and catch some balls because uh I don't know what scripture of the bible it is that he reads to these guys or whatever but everybody loves Derek Carr so <laughs> you know hopefully that he when he gets to Oakland and gets in training camp he he, he you know he gets baptized again and and he can do something this season Fucking with all the religious references, man. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm motivated Seriously. right now, bro. <laughs> um, the Raiders also announced the signing of former first round pick uh, EJ Manuel. Uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, Malik. What, what do you think about this? Uh, the the Raiders bringing him in for a backup competition. I am, I'm absolutely happy about that. One because he's mobile. You know, uh, the the scariest thing to me when Derek Carr went down against the Panthers was watching Matt McGloin just, you know, be a sitting duck. And I really thought that he was going to break his back on that play. And Connor Cook, you know, even with with all of the injuries to the line and everything, he looked really stiff to me. In In the extreme situation that EJ Manuel comes into the game, you know, his his legs allow him to get out of the pocket and. He's not as bad as a lot. I feel like he's not as bad as a lot of people peg him to be. You know, in in, in the situation that he does get in the game, you know, if he can get out get out get out of the pocket and make some things happen a few times, that's fine. Um, I, I I also like it because I think that 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 push that he's going to give Connor Cook is great. I don't think this does anything for Connor Cook in the future. I think Connor Cook is going to be a good quarterback. Um, I, I would love to see them fight over who's going to be quarterback two in the training camp and preseason. Uh, I think this is I think this is really good because you know I, you know he's had a lot more experience as a starter obviously than Cook and you know I didn't want him to feel like you know he had the job sewed up. So I feel like uh, you know he's going to be a good quarterback in the future. But this is good for right now. Honestly, is there really going to be a competition between EJ Manuel and Connor Cook? I feel like EJ Manuel is like light years ahead of 
of Connor, but I mean, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I, I think it's probably going to be Connor just because of what they have invested in him. Um, I think the role just might be his by, by default. Uh, but certainly, you know, backup QB competition, you know, never hurt anyone. Um, right. except for McGloin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not, a not, not a bad thing. So I'm not mad at it either. Um, okay. Well, we all know that the Raiders big need this off season was defense, but there's been so much emphasis put on the offense for the first couple of weeks of free agency. Uh, Nick, why is that the case? Are, are the Raiders looking towards the draft? That's That's been one thing that, that certainly has surprised me. And I think probably everyone, um, I mean, you ask, a Raiders fan you know what the Raiders are going to do in free agency and 9 out of 10 or 9.9 out of 10 are going to say address the defense and it's been the complete opposite so I don't know man they the Raiders really might just be trying to outscore everyone next year you know just just say forget about the defense we're going to win right. games 34 to 31 and have all these games Those come Christian down to the wire touchdowns, man. exactly so you know we'll see I mean the defense can only solve so much considering how many holes the defense has I mean we need help on the defensive line both interior and outerior could use a pass rusher inside outside linebacker cornerback safety I mean doesn't matter what it is <laughs> on defense basically the whole list you know we can use it infuse the talent so the draft isn't going to be able to fill all of those holes um, so I, I really feel like they're trying to take a unit that was, you know, a top five offense for much of the season, something that was a, a very, you know, high end group and, and turned them into like an elite unit, something that's, you know, top one or top two um, is what it really feels like they're trying to do here. Well, the Raiders have added a defensive player this free agency. Uh, they just picked up Jelani Jenkins, um, former linebacker of the Miami Dolphins. He had a, he had a couple he had a couple good seasons, I think. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this pickup? I think I think Jenkins. The, the biggest question mark with him has has always been just health and 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 staying healthy. I think uh, I think our boy E B man Eddie Eddie Borsilli was texting with uh, with someone that um that that is either linked up with the Dolphins or whatever like that a, a trusted Dolphins source I, I believe he called it and he said uh, and he said Jenkins has you know Pro Bowl potential but he has to stay out of the stay, stay out of the weight room. So I guess you know there's, there's been some whether it's been lifting accident uh, you know injuries or whatever like that but. Um, man, I think I think on paper, if you take a healthy Malcolm Smith, you take a healthy Jelani Jenkins. I think it is no question that that Jenkins is the better player. Um, again, that's probably not saying a whole ton, considering it's you know we we we've seen some pretty spotty Malcolm Malcolm Smith play. So um, again, at worst, you're going to get someone that's going to be competing on the outside, uh, potentially a starter. But again, uh, I'll bring it back to the draft for for the third position group. I, you you sign a player like Jenkins doesn't mean you're going to be passing on other outside linebacker type 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 prospects. So. Right, right. Well, I saw Malik sharing some clips of Jelani on Twitter. Uh, what do you think about this signing, man? I think that for one, uh, if uh, Reggie McKenzie reached out to him, I, I don't think that he's just, I don't think that he's just going to the hospital and picking up every guy with a, you know, with a cast on. I think that he might have had some type of, you know, feeling that this would be the year that he would, you know, get back to a hundred percent. Malcolm Smith was, uh, he was, he was, he was hard. He was, he was hard to watch. Um, I like Jelani Jenkins because I feel like he's a much better coverage uh, linebacker, and this this season we play a lot of good tight ends, like well, a lot of great tight ends. So um, 
you know, and, and like Ryan said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that this would be the the end of, uh, in terms of going out looking for more linebackers. And you know, I would love to see somebody like Hassan Reddick or maybe Duke Riley picked up in the draft. But um, I, I do like Jelani Jenkins. I feel like when he's healthy, that he's he's a solid player. And I feel like with him and uh, Coach John Pagano and uh, some of the guys like uh, Ben Heaney and. And and Corey James, I think that they'll they'll benefit from Pagano. So you know, I'm 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 optimistic. A couple things on Jelani, I wanted to throw in there. Um, one, he just turned 25 last week, so still plenty of time, you know, to try to get healthy and and kind of live up to that talent. And speaking of that talent, there there have been like Ryan pointed out, several others outside of uh, our friend EB here who, you know, have kind of echoed similar thoughts. Um, for those who may not know, he's a he's a former five-star recruit. He was, uh, in 2009, he was the number one linebacker in the nation. The dude had offers from pretty much every top school out there. Um, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, Oregon, you know, everybody wanted to sign this kid, and he was a top 10 player in the whole entire country. Um for for recruiting so former you know big time talent coming into college and and you know the main thing with him you know as, as kind of ryan already said is, is health um he's proven i think to be a good player even at this level so you know if we can get this guy on the field um i think it's you know a pretty low risk probably moderate reward option so i i think it's you know kind of an underrated underrated pickup for sure well, the uh, the number of available free agents is starting to dwindle. Um, let's go through uh, some of the options, Nick. Uh, well, each of you pick three that you'd like to you'd like to see signed. Um, Nick, you go first. Well, cap room permitting, um, you know, I'd still like to see Jonathan Hankins, you know, come on board. Um, you know. The Raiders definitely need help on on the interior of the uh, defensive line. The market's been slow for him, but it sounds like he's still asking for a lot more money than than probably he's going to get. So if that price tag can come down, you know he's definitely one. Uh, Zach Brown, um, you know, even though he left the Raiders without a deal, word is that you know he um, he fired his agent and he's looking for he got new representation. So the Raiders are are still in the mix. And then uh, I think Nickel Roby Coleman is kind of an interesting one. Uh, you know, Raiders need to slot cornerback. He's an undersized guy. Doesn't really fit, you know, Reggie's type in that regard. But, you know, he's, he's a quality, quality young player um, that can come in and, and help this, you know, secondary right away. Uh, so those would be uh, those would be my three guys. Ryan, who you got? Man, I'm in- Y'all know me how, how stubborn I can get out here, so I'm 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 still banging the table for for one of these free agent safeties, man. I love uh, McDougal out of Tampa Bay. I know he was taking some visits recently. I'm not even sure if he if he ended up signing anywhere. Um, I think my my favorite remaining free agent again, another safety, T.J. McDonald, uh, formerly of of the Rams. Again, I'm not even sure where his stock stands. I believe he's still a free agent. Yeah, they both are. Um, yeah, but both of them still still free agents. So I think between both both those guys could immediately upgrade. Uh, you know, I think they'll they 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 would they would fit in. You know, the box allowing Carl Joseph to kick back to free, and obviously you know forcing Reggie Nelson off the field or or kind of limited duty. So I I got those two, and then I'll probably echo. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm on board with with Nick as far as either either Hankins or. Uh, maybe even Zach Brown, assuming that you know the money comes down a little bit, or they but both ends can meet. Malik, you got anybody? Yeah, um, the one I think is is the pipe dream, but it just makes a lot of sense to me. Is Chris Long? Uh, you know, obviously family connections. I think that the Raiders could always use some depth. Could always use you know 
uh, some more interior guys. Um, um, <sighs> secondly, I would I would have to say Jared Oldrick. I'm still you know I, I still like him. I think that he he would be a cheap addition. Uh, he he's another guy that had an injury problem last year, but you know I think I would I would like to see him come in and 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 and, and be a rotation guy. And lastly, I'd say Zach Brown because I just feel like you know Jelani Jenkins is cool. Um, Perry Riley, we don't know what's going on with him. I, I assume he's coming back, but I think Zach Brown would just make the difference, and and that would be something that I would be comfortable saying like, okay, we're we're, we're pretty solid for right now, you know, for this year. I, I would I would be comfortable comfortable with those three. Speaking of Zach Brown, uh, he was in Oakland. Oakland fans thought he was uh, locked in. He left Oakland without a deal, and uh, he tweeted. Well, his tweet implied that the offer wasn't good enough. It was something about money bags. So uh, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you were on the uh, Zach Brown bandwagon uh, going back to last season. What, what do you think about this? I mean, you think you think the Raiders could still lock him up? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, like Nick was saying, I guess the reports are still floating around that obviously uh, he he did get rid of his agent, and that I guess his new agent, uh, you know, is still engaging in in talks with with Oakland. Um, so obviously some mutual interest there, you know. Hopefully um, from from both sides. I'm not sure if this one actually gets done. I imagine there'll be a couple other teams kind of willing to maybe throw a little more money his way. Um, again, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of like Zach Brown for what he is, um, a, a pretty clear upgrade in, in Oakland, where their entire second level there, their defense isn't very good. Um, so I, I I definitely I definitely would would like to have him here, but I I do have to applaud you know Reggie you know again sticking 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 to to his guns and kind of setting a price and and not really budging from it. Uh, Zach Brown is a good linebacker, but if if you look back at his 2016 season, I think it's fair to say that his play kind of kind trailed off from you know after the mid the midway point or so so again um you know a good player definitely definitely flashed um but you know you got to kind of be smart with, with with what you're investing in here you know the, i think consistency is a big issue and something you got to kind of take taken into consideration here seems like the uh it seems like reggie was uh active initially uh, at the beginning of free agency but he he might have missed out on a couple players um of the players that the raiders missed out on who are you kind of uh, bummed out about? I, Nick, you go. I was hoping Micah, Micah Hyde would sign here. And, and looking at the deal that he got, um, that's kind of one I'm, I'm a little bit curious about. It was uh, five years, which might seem a little lengthy, but he was just 26 years old. And I think it was $30 million total. Um, so $6 million per. I mean, that's what Reggie Nelson is getting. Um, I think Micah Hyde is a clear upgrade, a lot younger. So, you know, that one I think would have made sense to me, um, you know, and also just considering his versatility. Um, you know, even if they didn't want to play him at safety, he's a guy that could have played, you know, cornerback, you know, either or for the next five seasons. That one seemed like it would, you know, kind of would have been a no-brainer to me. Um, so he's the one that uh, I wish we could have gotten, but, you know, on to the next, I suppose. What, uh, Malik, what do you think the biggest strikeout was? Me personally, uh, you know, I'm all for feel-good stories. I-, I wanted Terrell Pryor back. Seeing the direction that we've gone so far with the uh, offense, I-, I think it would have been cool to, you know, I mean, obviously he got overpaid, um, but uh, I-, I thought it would have been cool to see Terrell Pryor come back. It would have been able to, it would have gave uh, Downing, the ability to, you know, be flexible with the guys, moving them inside and out, uh, Mari Cooper outside, inside. 
Uh, yeah, I really would have liked to see it. I would have liked to see him come back and you know, worst you know, worst thing come to worst, you would ha- you would have a trusted quarterback. You know, in in the, in the most dire emergency, you you know, you'd have another guy that you can rely on a quarterback. But um, that didn't happen. You know, oh well. Yeah, I actually didn't. I never thought about it that way. That that we could have used that during the uh, during the playoffs. Uh, Ryan, who who do you uh, who do you think that the Raiders really missed out on? No, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with the uh, with a uh, with Nick, man. I think Micah Hyde made sense for so many different so many different reasons. Obviously, the the Green Bay connection and all that good stuff. So definitely a little bummed that again. I don't think any of us know that you know if if McKenzie was either in play or not in play, whatever the case may be. Definitely definitely feels like the one that that got away though. Again, if if we're talking about you know pipe dreams here and stuff like that, obviously the Oakland was never never in play for someone like Calais Campbell or something like that. So as far as a realistic target, definitely definitely Micah Hyde for me as well. Well, the uh, the Latavius Murray era is officially over. Uh, Ryan, you're probably pretty excited about that. Pour one out, man. Let's pour one <laughs> out. But our boy Greg Papa had Raider Nation buzzing this week. Uh, he mentioned on his show that the Raiders were pursuing a running back that wasn't even playing last year. And then he confirmed that he was actually talking about Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Nick, I'll start with you. You down with the beast mode signing? I am all about that action, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am a hundred percent down with uh, with beast mode. Number one, um, not even to get into the analytical side first, but Marshawn is is probably my favorite non Raider player ever. I feel like it's destiny for him to to throw up, you know, lace up the silver and black. Uh, but aside from you know my personal feelings, um, you know I do think that there are some you know benefits to to him signing. You know the Raiders with Latavius gone, obviously need a power back to fit the role. I mean, who better than Beast Mode for that? Um, he's taken a year off from football. You know he should be well rested, healthy. Um, you know where it is, he's been you know keeping in pretty good shape. Um, I don't think it'll take long for him to to get back into football shape. You know if he were to come to camp. Um, and I think he's a better fit in the offense than, than a guy like AP is who really struggles out of shotgun, can't catch passes, not really good blocker. So I, I think Marshawn, you know, all around is is pretty much a better fit than, than a lot of the free agent backs. Um, so, you know, a couple hoops to jump through, you know, with this uh, Seattle situation. But, you know, I, I would be all aboard Marshawn coming to Oakland. I, uh, I sent out a tweet. That said, if Marshawn signs with the Raiders in under 60 seconds, I'll have a custom jersey ordered on uh, on NFL Shop. <laughs> and uh, I, w- I would love to live up to that. However, I got to figure out first if he's going to, you know, if he would wear number 24, Charles Ooh. Woodson, or if he'd, you know, pivot to 23. So I'd probably actually have to, to back off my word a little bit and wait and see. But, you know, I would cop that as soon as possible. Well, Ryan, I, I, I really need you to bring me down to earth because uh, I've been talking so much shit this week. Like, I've just been real <laughs> excited about Mar- Marshawn. Um, tell me why you think this is realistic or isn't realistic. I mean, I think I think it's realistic just the simple fact that, uh, I mean, again, uh, there's so many reports falling around right now. But I think it's obviously Marshawn being an Oakland kid. We all know about, you know, how, how close he is to 
to the town and, and all you know there's charity mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. he has he, he's he's very, he's very closely tied so i think it makes sense simply from that regard obviously coming home playing the last year or two uh for his favorite team for his for his hometown team i think it makes sense from that regard still a bunch of hoops to jump through as far as uh, i guess the quote-unquote legality of all this is, is, is oakland gonna you know is oakland tampering are they gonna give up picks for this are they you know how does the contract get reworked all those other kind of questions um again i think i agree with nick that the fit makes sense uh, we've seen, you know, Marshawn do it out of, out of the eye formation. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a lot better with his with his hands out of the backfield than, than Adrian Peterson and stuff. So um, I think I think that that's all fine and well, man. But I, I am so deeply invested in this in this draft class. You know what I mean? Obviously, y'all, y- y'all know that my heart, my heart lies with, with Christian McCaffrey. I like a bunch of these the, these other backs as well. Um, so I, I think it'd be smart. I mean, again, if 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 Oakland doesn't you know, end up with Marshawn Lynch. I'm not sure that it's as big of a loss as, you know, many fans might make it out to be. If that, oh, it'll that makes be sense. devastating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malik, let's get your thoughts on this. You uh, you want Marshawn to come to uh, to the town? Yes. Uh, I think a lot of people have concerns, and, and rightfully so, with, with the running back over 30, period. But um, I want to say that this is the best line that Marshawn Lynch would, has, ha- would have ever uh, and not to mention a return of Lee Smith, so that's just another person, you know, out there that can that can uh, lay down a good block for him. And worse come to worse, you got a, a healthy Denver Kirkland coming back. Um, and, and he's not in a situation like he was in Seattle where he would be, we would be as dependent on him. Um, uh, you have a young Jalen Rashard, a young DeAndre Washington. We the Raiders would primarily need him. You know, it would be great to get him some good runs on first down, especially third down, short yardage. But he, you know, I, I like 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 um like Nick said, uh, you know, you hear that he's in great shape, and and I know that he wouldn't come back and and want to come back and play for his hometown team and not be at tip top shape and not be you know not be able to perform because he 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 walked away on his own terms so I'm confident that if he does come then you know he still has a lot in the tank there's been plenty of running backs that have come back you know taking time off come back or played after 30 and you know you still did good you had John Riggins who took some time away came back and had rushed for over 1200 yards so I would like to you know I'm, I like this I mean AP just did it too in uh, two seasons ago when AP missed the whole entire year because he whipped his kid, uh, he was, what, 30 years old? And then he came back the next season and ran for 1,500 yards. So, you know, there's there's some stories out there. So, you know, and we wouldn't – the Raiders wouldn't need Marshawn, you know, to do that. Like I think, you know, Malik just said. I mean, the Raiders can give him 10 to 12 to 15 carries tops probably, uh, balance him with the two smaller backs, and, you know, the offense I don't think will will skip a beat. Um, you know, if anything, you know, if Marshawn can, you know, be Marshawn, then it's going to be a major upgrade. Um, so, you know, it, it's perfect, I think, for, for too many reasons that I'm going to be heartbroken if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one one last bit on Marshawn. Uh, it was reported that Gary Payton was talking to Marshawn Lynch, and he said for a fact that Marshawn Lynch wanted to play for the Oakland Raiders and was going to do everything possible to play for the Oakland Raiders. Um, the glove would never lie, man. Yeah, the glove wouldn't lie. But uh, I, I actually I, I think it's more I think it's more possible than than a lot of like I mean Seahawks Seahawks fans are obviously like a little devastated about this. Um, they're like, oh, it would never happen. You know, he costs too much. Like, we won't release him. We won't trade him. Blah blah blah. I can't. But pay the him. thing is, 
Yeah, if he comes back, if he unretires, they have to get rid of him because he can't. He, they don't have the cap room for him, so he holds all the cards, really. But anyways, <laughs> um, before we move on to the draft, let's t- touch uh, touch on a couple quick subjects. Um, the Raiders made some promotions within the coaching staff. Most notably, they split the role of defensive back coach into two separate positions: one for CB or one for cornerback and one for safeties. Uh, Malik, what what do you think about that? I, I like it because uh, you know, first let me say that first I I, I initially wanted uh, I, I initially wanted Charles Woodson to come back and and, and be a DB coach, but I, I'm 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 pretty sure that he's you know happy with doing his ascot thing and you know being an analyst. <laughs> so you know, I I, that, I think that that, it's that not, media money, man. Yes, yeah, so I think it's it's not for everybody to jump right back in. You know, so. Uh, I like it for Rob Woodson because it, it gives him the opportunity to focus on this young core. And I would love to, you know, I, I, I feel better knowing that Rob Woodson can devote his time to somebody as inconsistent as David Emerson, uh, working to get the the confidence back of somebody like Sean Smith uh, and, and working with a young TJ Carey, guys like Dexter McDonald, et cetera. Um, I, and I, and, and that's great. You know, uh, in terms of safety, uh, Brent Vesselmeyer, I like the, I like the move. Um, I feel like we are in a good position in terms of Carl Joseph, you know, right now you kind of stuck with Reggie Joseph, unless something happens, you know, and and they say, you know, they cut him, but, uh, I'm calm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with the safety core for right now. Um, but I'm I'm very happy about Rob Woodson being able to focus solely on the cornerbacks and and, and I'm and I'm kind of confident with this with Sean Smith year two, um and I'm confident with T.J. Carey who made a great improvement over the last five to six weeks of this of the season. Uh, now Malik, quick question for you. I know this is kind of older news to everybody, but I know that you had some uh, some thoughts on the to Pagano hiring, and and you shared some thoughts about I think uh, the effect that he might have on I think the linebackers it was specifically. Do you want do you want to kind of share your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I feel like uh, from what I've from what I've read and researched and everything, for one, Pagano had a great relationship with the guys in the locker room. And uh, and just looking at that San Diego team from last year, who did give Oakland uh, some problems, considering the fact that they had 15 plus guys on the injured reserve, he got a lot of, out of his defense. Um, they gave up some games late, but considering the, the 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 majority of their guys were out, I thought that they did pretty well. But over the course of his time with San Diego, I think he's done a great job not only with the linebacker core, but getting some pressure and that's uh, getting some pressure on the quarterback, and that's that's essential. Um, and I would love to see what he does with. I don't. First of all, I don't even think that Oakland has anything to lose with this because. You have Ken Norton, who who's supposed to be this linebacker coach. He came from Seattle. He twiddled his thumbs on the sideline. Um, we didn't see really see any improvement from the linebacker core that we had. Year two, I would love to see what Pagano does with Corey James, who showed some potential. But I felt like the problem – let me say this. I felt like the issue that I had with the linebacker core is a lot of games I felt like the guys just didn't know what to do. I feel like this defensive coordinator position is overwhelming Ken Norton. He, he doesn't really know what he's doing, and that's why it made the defense 
defense look worse than it really was. Um, and 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 I'm and and it was bad. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but I think that it was a lot of confusion. I think he was his self confused, and I think Pagano comes in and, and he, get, he takes some of the weight off of his shoulders. I I really want to say that I really think that eventually Ken Norton to be fired, but I think that Pagano takes some weight off of his shoulders, and and I'm confident to see what he does with uh, Corey James, Jelani Jenkins. Uh, hopefully Perry Riley comes back, and I, I, I'm confident what he does with the linebacker group. Were the uh, were the Raiders the last ranked defense in the league last year, or what? What, what were the numbers on that? Sacks. I think they ended up like 20. They're dead last in sacks. I think overall, though, they ended up like 24th or 25th. Though um, they made some progress for sure, um, second half of the season. Um, but yeah, I think that's where they ended up. All right, well, let's switch gears and talk about the draft. Uh, one of the players that we saw being mocked to the uh, Raiders at 24, Sidney Jones, actually went down with a torn Achilles. It uh, sucks to see things like that happen. Um, but Armenta9411 on Twitter asks if the Raiders have the luxury of taking Sidney in the third round if he's still there and uh, just letting him take a year to recover. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I know Sydney for me was you know either the I think many had him as the best cornerback for me you know the second best third best cornerback definitely a first round talent definitely a player that you were happy with at at twenty four overall um, so yeah I mean I, th- I think the third round's probably probably fair for him uh, I know he had surgery today I, again all all positive vibes positive outlook coming coming out of that but again the the, the Achilles injury especially for, for for a cornerback man it's just it's just it just sucks man it it, it really does so. Um, we've, we've seen McKenzie gamble on, on, on healthy guys, you know, early, obviously the, the, the Jihad Ward pick was some, some, some sort of, of gamble. Um, so, so to see him go back and, and pick a player like Sidney Jones in, in the third round, I think, I think makes complete sense. Obviously we've seen what this kid can do when he's healthy. So you're just obviously just rolling the dice as far, as far as, as far as the medicals go. But, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think the third round's fair. Sticking with the cornerbacks, uh, Malik, you are of the opinion that the Raiders need to draft two of them. Yes, correct. Yes, yes I, I absolutely am. And this draft is so many good corners outside and inside. I say from rounds one to five, maybe yeah, maybe one to five. Um, I think that the and I, and I don't feel like the Raiders have to reach at all. Linebacker, in my opinion, defensively is the most important position. Um, but you have guys like Sean Smith who is, for one, the defense, uh, the defensive pressure has to get better so that we can see him get back to his Kansas City form. You have David Emerson, who's good when you're playing the Titans, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> TJK is somewhat coming into his own. Dexter McDonald, I, I don't like him at all. I have no clue what he's doing on the field ever. I would, you know, and then this is another guy, I can't even think of his name. He has some pretty good tweets, though. But... I think this is a draft you really can't miss. You know, you got guys like Jeremy Couture from uh, Middle Tennessee. You have Rasul Douglas from West Virginia. These are guys that fits the Reggie McKenzie, you know, the, his prototype, his guys, the, the six-foot guys, long, but they're fast. I was kind of upset today to find out that Fabian Moreau got hurt. You know, I think he would have been a, a, a pretty good guy. And then 
But I feel like you this draft you can get two guys in round three to four, three to five, four to six. That you know guys like a like I said a Couture and and possibly a Corn Elder from Miami. These guys that you can build up, you know, and and and, and under uh, Rob Woodson. Um, it's just so much talent in this draft at cornerback. Like Ryan said, I was kind of upset to see uh, Sidney Jones go down too. But it's just so many guys in this draft that are solid at corner and. You know, Reggie McKenzie, let's just be honest, he's going to blow one pick really bad. Um, I, I would I would hope that it would be, you know, he's going to reach on somebody. I, I would like it to be a, a cornerback, but regardless, I feel like it's, this draft, he can get two corners. He can get two linebacks, but he can get two corners, and, and, and long term, I, one of them is, is going to work out in this draft. All right, well, uh, another Twitter question here. Raider Architect. Says that depth is needed at cornerbacks, obviously. And uh, who we think the Raiders will target in the draft at that position, specifically at the 24th overall. Uh, Nick, you got anyone in mind? I think right now with the Sidney Jones injury, the the top two that come to mind are are Tredavious White from LSU and and Gary and Conley. Um, from Ohio State. Uh, Tredavis has kind of been in the mix with the 24th pick for, for some time now, um, a guy that a lot of mock drafts have uh, have pegged to the Raiders, and I know someone that a lot of people kind of feel like he's just a, kind of a Raiders pick. Uh, Gary and Conley, I think for the most part, uh, was considered a second-round pick until the combine. He, he definitely blew it up there, and, and now some people have him towards the end of the, the first round. Um, Quincy Wilson is probably the third guy that that could be in the mix. Um, kind of seems like his hype is is quieted down a bit. Uh, but with that being said, I think as of right now, where I'm leaning would be to hopefully pass on the position um, with the 24th pick. Um, it's a deep class. Malik just ran through a bunch of names that could be available second, third, fourth, and later. Um, so you know, I think maybe waiting on this position might be the the way to go. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about Christian McCaffrey for a second here. Uh, Let's go. Nick, you uh, recently put a scouting report on the side about him. Are you with Ryan uh, on him being a being a possible choice at 24? He's the choice, so, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely am a, a, big, fi- a big fan of his game. Uh, McCaffrey, he's, he's good. He's real good. He could be a dangerous weapon for sure in the NFL. Um, you know, he can, I think he can do it all. He, he really can bounce it outside the tackles, even running between the tackles. I, I saw plenty of plays where, you know, he was, he was falling forward, picking up extra yards, obviously a threat in the return game in the past game. Um, so a lot to like, but he is not going to be my top choice at 24 and I'm not sure how far down the list he'll be. I still got to kind of finish up, but I think at the end of the day, his skill set is probably too similar to DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. Um, you know, he's, I think, clearly an upgrade and much better than those guys. But I think where they succeed and where their strengths are are largely similar. Um, so I, I don't really feel like the three of them would, would make the best compliments to each other. And then also just based on where McKenzie has had success, you know, in the past drafting these backs, like Latavius in the sixth, Washington in the fifth, Richard is an undrafted free agent. And with this running cl- back class being so deep, you know, fifth, sixth round, there's still going to be some backs out there that I think, you know, could, could be quality players. Um, so I think that's probably going to be McKenzie's wheelhouse once again. Ryan, you get a 30-second rebuttal. Go. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my rebuttal for 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 a series of 140 characters, man. That I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get at Nick on on, on the timeline, man. Yo, listen though, but for you real, man, you, for you, sure, at, for you at me though. <laughs> Yo, but real, I mean, real quick, man. I, I McCaffrey is just like 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 Nick said, size for me. I, I I don't understand the issue when he's just so effortless between the tackles, man. He could play he he, he could play wide out full time, man. His his routes are that good. His hands are that good. You you throw him in an offense like 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 Oakland, man. It's just it's just magic. All right, we got another uh, Twitter question from Iorata seventy eight. Uh, they ask if Reggie McKenzie is depending on the draft to uh, to address defensive tackle. Is it worth it to use a 24th pick, or should he just wait until a later round? Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, again, Malik McDowell is the name that I that I keep coming back to. Um, again, a, a really talented kid. I believe he's he's not even 21 yet, so really, really young. Um, it might have the highest ceiling of, of any player in, in, in this entire class. Um, but we kind of heard it pre-combine um, from some, you know, reliable sources that he he more or less had some character concerns. You know, kind of played when he wanted to, just his his over his overall attitude and stuff like that. It's not really fair for us as fans to kind of dive into that. But when those same flags pop up, you know, post combine, uh, there was a report. I think it was Eric Eric Ed Home on uh, on Yahoo who kind of basically mentioned much of the same he kind of more or less bombed his 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 interviews was kind of the the word coming out of there so um so i'd be curious how how mckenzie kind of kind of values that obviously we you know i think he think he puts a big emphasis on character and all that so i'd i'd be surprised if if malik was a selection at 24 i think the talent is certainly there so it, it, it's a no-brainer in that regard but again i think i think kind of the off-field stuff the character type concerns might might probably take him off off the board for Oakley. Well, uh, our, our boy Malik was actually at the Combine, so let's talk about it. I mean, what was the experience like? Is there anything you could share about the Raiders? Uh, any players that you noticed the uh, scouts were focused on? You have any tidbits? Well, first, I, th- I thought it was a good experience. You know, this year they kind of opened it, opened it up more for fans. Um, the one aspect of that that I didn't like was the fans were, like, really up close and personal in terms of being able to be spectators uh, during the bench press. I'm not sure how it was captured on TV, but, you know, I think that what the the NFL didn't consider in that aspect, in that element is that these guys are, you know, everything that they're doing at this combine is for their future. So they're, they're, they're trying their best. They, you know, they're trying to pump this iron as, as hard as they can because all of this is, 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 is all about money. So, you know, when you got 200 fans screaming at you, you know, people, you know, 95% of them that can't even lift this bar up, you know, telling them that, oh, you, you know, you got to go harder, blah, 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 blah. I think that that, you know, it, it, when I seen a couple of guys, I want to I want to say uh, Evan Ingram. And, uh, yeah, I want to say Evan Ingram in particular, you know, everybody has a different style of how they lift. And I think that it was kind of getting in their head and it were it was Ingram and a couple of other guys that I felt that uh, that that almost dropped the bar. And it was kind of scary, you know, and I and I didn't like that. Um, Besides from that, I was able to actually see the tail end of John uh, Ross's 40. Um, It was some guys there that were uh, that were really, you know, that were really impressive. One guy that I think stood out, you know, is obvious is Solomon Thomas. Uh, he, he's a huge guy. His neck is like two of my <laughs> legs, but 
You know, I, I thought that he, you know, I thought that he he looked really good at the combine. I seen everybody follow him around. You know, it was people trying to get some autographs, but it, it seemed like all the scouts were following him around, snickering like little girls and stuff. Um, <laughs> I really like Hassan Reddick. Um, you know, that's the guy. That's the consensus guy. That a lot of. Raiders fans want. He's been mocked to the Raiders a couple of times. I thought he looked good on the bench. And, you know, overall, I I could see him in silver and black. It was just some guys I could see in silver and black, and, and that was one of them. I think it was a great experience overall. Um, you uh, you met uh, you met the man, right, Big Reggie? Yeah, I, it's actually the second time I met him. I met him. Um, I met him and his brother. You know, it's kind of confusing. You know, seeing. Him, so I met him and his brother after the after the Raiders Ravens win. Uh, I met him there. So you know, this time I was I was I was sure I I knew how many freckles he had, so I could differentiate him from his brother. But um, yeah. So I think that was a, a pretty good experience. Uh, and and for the for the group of Raiders fans that was there, you know, because it is a nation, so it was it was it was a, it was a sizable number of Raiders fans there. It was good for them to see and be able to interact with him. And you know, he even chuckled at a couple of suggestions from the fans of who to draft. Uh, the consensus was Jabril Peppers, which I don't agree with at all. That's probably why he was laughing. Man, I kind of like Jabril, man. I kind of like Jabril. Man, I'll take Jabril on oh, the third, shit. you know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to have some words. <laughs> well, let, me say this, let me say this about Jabril Peppers. I want to say I, I, I seen him at the combine. He, you know, I think he did pretty good. He, he seems like a good motivator, but as, as he's just a project, and I, and I just feel like the Raiders are at a point where, you know, a healthy Derek Carr, you could have been in the Super Bowl. This year, you got a healthy Derek Carr. You're adding all these weapons. You really don't have time for projects. So he's just out of the question. We don't know what he is. You know, you got Sua Cravens, who just came last year. He got all hurt up. You know, we don't really have time to experiment. You know, so, yeah, I'm just not on, I'm not on the Peppers bandwagon. All right. Well, we got one last Twitter question, actually, from a friend of the podcast, our boy James, uh, Raiders reporter. He says, what needs do the Raiders have to address this offseason to be Super Bowl contenders? Nick, what do you say? I'm going to say interior pass rush and inside linebacker. Um, You know, basically get that front seven address. That's going to go a long way to helping out, you know, the the defense as a whole, you know, particularly the secondary. Um, So, yeah, let's get that that front seven shored up. And, uh, you know, I think that'll stop a lot of the the bleeding that that took place uh, last offseason. So anybody have a, a different take than that? Malik, Ryan, Dillon? I, I, I gotta agree. I gotta agree. No, I mean I, I I think I think I think Nick laid out the blueprint, man. Obviously there's there's definitely some some holes on on the, de- the defensive side of the ball. I've been I've been again stubborn in, in, in my ways. I'm I'm insistent on, on an entire revamp in the secondary, which again isn't very realistic. But I think I think just plugging in some you know some some talent in, in the interior of the defensive line. Um, you know, perhaps grabbing grabbing a linebacker in the draft, maybe maybe Zach Brown's the answer in free agency. I don't know, but definitely upgrading the linebackers. I think I think you're you're looking at you know uh, two two really big spots that that can that can go go a long way. So. All right, well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. You can follow us along on iTunes and SoundCloud Stitcher. and Stitcher. But not Spotify. Sure? No, yeah, <laughs> <Nope>. okay. <laughs> 
Uh, follow us along on Twitter at Just Blog Baby. Uh, you guys got anything else this week? Um, no, that's it. Let's uh, let's bring March on Oakland. Let's make it happen. That's what I want to be talking about. You know, this time next week, March twenty eighth. I want to be talking about that on the podcast. Um, also, thank you to Malik yes, for Malik. for coming on. So for thank you, thank you for thank fans you of the site. Um, you know, you can see Malik. He uh, he puts up you know occasional articles on there. Follow him at. Uh, you want to plug your Twitter so the people can yeah, find you. Yeah, my Twitter is uh, O B E E. The number one N E O O B one, uh, yeah. Just you know, just follow me. I, I talk some good shit. <laughs> there we go. All right, peace. Signing off, man. Wait, hold on, you gotta, you gotta tell him that that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs>